All right. Well, welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Sueno. I'm Dave Tenney. And we are going to continue with our study in the book of Luke. Uh, thank you for uh, joining in with us. Uh, how is it that they say that? Mash the button, subscribe, whatever. <laughs> Mash it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, feel free to join in with us so you get the alerts or whatever yeah. and know when we've posted a new a new uh, video. And we're not making fun of Southern people. No. My relatives are all Southern people. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, as we... Um, continue here we're going to pick up in what is it luke 10 starting at verse 38. 38 you want to read that till the end of the chapter yep so luke 10 at verse 38 begins now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called mary who also sat at jesus feet and heard his word but martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. You know, sometimes when we think about this story, we always think about this like <clears throat> very mild rebuke. Mm -hmm. But I would just want to start off at verse uh, 1. And we got to say that Martha was awesome. <laughs> Martha was an awesome person. Mm -hmm. Because she says, a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Mm -hmm. She's the one that said, hey, Jesus, come over to our house. Right. You can stay here with us. Right. That reminds me of what we read uh, a few episodes ago with the Jesus sending out the seventy. And seeking for those people that would be uh, how did it, worthy. Yeah. Or, uh, what did it use? Oh, a son of peace. A son of peace. Yes, yes, so yes. So she, she would be a sister of peace. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, yeah. Before we start, uh, you know, putting down Martha, we got to remember mm -hmm. Martha was awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I get the picture uh, in, in reading this account. The picture that comes into my uh, mind is of a... You know, just think of any grandmother at the holidays. Everybody's coming over, and, you know, there is that desire to be hospitable, which yeah. is something that each and every one of us as Christians should be. Yep. And she was striving to be hospitable, and that's where her yeah. focus was. Martha reminds me of my wife, because mm -hmm. my wife would just be running around like crazy trying to make everything right for everybody. Whenever I'm over there, she's always running around cleaning something yeah, right. and following me around with the broom to clean up after me. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and there's that, uh, and she's also, uh, I get that uh, feeling that it, she was kind of flustered, you know, Yeah. knowing knowing who Christ was and un understanding that he was worthy of of, of of honor, right? Uh, you know, she was taking it serious, yeah, and wanted to make sure everything was in order. Then we read about her sister Mary, who was also awesome mm -hmm. because Mary sat at Jesus's feet. Now I don't, I don't think that means she sat at his feet. Mm -hmm. It's figurative. It means she sat and she was paying attention. Yeah, to the she was interested. In the things that Jesus had to say. Yeah. And there, there's a lot we could say for that. There's yeah. a lot of... You know, she heard his word. She heard his word and she knew there was something 
special about yeah. this person. And, and we know the power of the word, you know, being able to uh, change people's hearts. Yes. It's where faith, you know, if we hear the word, we end up gaining faith. And, and that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah. So both of these things are important. And um, as, as we see Christ, you know, if you call it a rebuke or whatever of, of Martha, you know, he was just kind of snapping her into place, realizing that she needed to be more focused on the spiritual things. Yeah. You know, of course, all those other uh, physical things, you know, are, are needed, but they're not as important as the spiritual things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, he, he says Martha, Mar he uses her name twice. Yeah. And you could tell this was, you know, he I think he was being uh, very gentle when mm -hmm. he said this. Yeah. Um, you know, you're worried and troubled about many things. He knew that. He yeah. could see it. Right. You know, but he says, but, you know, there's one thing that's more important than all of those <clears throat> things. And he says that Mary has chosen the good part. Yeah. And it will not be taken away from her, don't don't yeah. stop her. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he's almost saying, don't worry about the food. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. And that, and that goes, you know, we're told not to worry in this life. You know, not yeah. to worry about what we will eat. Not to worry about what we will wear. You know, all those things are going to be provided. Yeah. And uh, and it's the same. It's true here as well. I believe that it comes right into play. And what was her brother's name? Oh boy! I can't. Uh, come on, Jesus raised him from the dead. Oh, Lazarus. Lazarus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that so, kind of covers Mary and Martha. You have anything else to say there? I think I will, I'll go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna read them what we call the model prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people call it the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. You'll hear it called. Either one is acceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the model prayer because actually that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but some people do call it the Lord's Prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. He mm -hmm. did say it and he was the Lord. So mm -hmm. that's a scriptural thing to say. So there's another account of this in Matthew chapter 6. But I'm, we're going to read this one in Luke. It says, uh, Now in the past, as he was praying in a certain place, then he seized that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one it's hard for me to read that because i want to quote yeah. uh, my wife and i uh had attended the methodist church for a while and this they they repeated this yep. uh at every service so it was hard it's hard for me to like not yeah. go into that <laughs> But uh, the thing that we can fall into with this is, you know, you hear people quote the Lord's Prayer mm -hmm. quite often. Right. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because it's Scripture. It's God-breathed. But um, I, think, I think when you do that, you're missing the point of it. Right. So <clears throat> it's the... 
<clears throat> you know, when we pray, we're speaking to God through Christ, and it is to, uh, you know, we're told <clears throat> that the Holy Spirit intercedes in our prayer and understands the groanings which which can't be uttered, you know. So the, the thing, when you're just down, when you're just, you've got problems going on in life, you're, you're, you're feeling weak, yep. and you go to the Lord in prayer, and you might not even be able to say anything. You know, you, 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 you say a few words, but the Lord knows what's in your heart. The Lord knows what the issue is. He wants us to make an attempt to have that, relationship with him where we go to him and we ask for those things it puts our mind in a place where we recognize that we can't do this ourselves right and um <clears throat> and that that's you know that's the whole point there and, and i think i turn back to the matthew matthew 6 at verse 9 it says before it goes into the the account of the prayer there it says in this manner therefore pray and yeah. and uh, and that that is something that, you know, where it says here, when you pray, say, that, that kind of yeah. sounds more like this is what you're yeah. supposed to say. But I think in the context of everything, he's not telling him, these are the words you have to say. Right. You know, and, and I, too, I grew up in the Methodist church until I was about 10 years old or so. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, every Sunday we would recite that, and I have that tendency to go right into yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right into that cadence, right? That you did. Yeah. I mean, we got to remember as they said, uh, "Teach us how to pray." Mm -hmm. And so, if this is the prayer that we're supposed to pray, it's the only prayer we should pray, right? Yeah, and the <laughs> right, and the 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 nail in the coffin of that idea is right there in verse two, where it says, "Your kingdom come." Right. It is, and because at this time. The kingdom hadn't come, but mm -hmm. now in our time, it's here. So it would be useless for us to pray that. Yeah. It, it, I think and, and the reason it's called the model prayer is because that's what it is. Yeah. And if you're wanting to know how to pray, yeah, I think what the idea of the model prayer is look at it and say, oh, these are the sorts of things we mm -hmm. ought to pray for. It's It's, you know... Who you're praying to, our Father in Heaven. Yes. Giving Him honor, hallowed be your name. Yep. Recognizing who He is. You know, understanding, and, and while your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, it is His in Heaven. It's That's speaking to His will. Yes. You know, you're understanding that His will comes before ours. And then give us this day our daily bread. That doesn't mean that we don't have to work for our daily bread. Right. But, you know, right. our ability to work comes from God. Yeah, I think I read a story about this fella that he took this literally and starved to death. <laughs> right, you know. So the guy in the flood on his roof waiting for God to save him, and yeah. when he gets to heaven, God tells him, "I sent you a boat and a helicopter, yes, and such and exactly. such." <laughs> right. So give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, um, we all commit sin and. We're supposed to go to God and, you know, just get that all out. And then remember who you are. Yeah. So, you know, be forgiving as well. Yeah. God forgave you. You forgive other people. Yeah. And realize that we can be tempted. Right. People may be indebted to us, but we're indebted to Christ. Mm-hmm. 
and ultimately the reason that Christ came, you know, deliver us from the evil one. Yeah. Do not lead us into temptation. I think that's the one that people struggle yeah. with. Right. You know, but I just think the idea is it's just, uh, you know, Lord, you know, keep me away from things that are going to, you know, affect me mm -hmm. um, that I might commit a sin. Right. You know, I think that's kind of the idea of that. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, um, I, I always like to use the you know, example. You know, people carry away, carry around a phone, which is like a, a window into all things pornographic. Right, it's at your fingertips. So you know, that's the sort of thing that can lead you into temptation. Yeah, you know, that's just one example. Right, he says, but deliver us from the evil one. And uh, it just that that just goes along with being led into temptation. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and that's again that's the ultimate goal of of Christ. That's yeah. the That's again the will of the Father. Yeah. So, uh, John, you want to read? Um, let's read five through eight. All right. And he said to them, "Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves." For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give and give to you. I say to you, though, I say to you, though he, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Sounds kind of harsh, mm -hmm. but it's true, mm -hmm. hundred percent true. Yeah. So he, so again, we're talking about prayer here. Mm -hmm. So we got to remember that he just he just talked about teaching them to pray, and now he's talking about um, seeking somebody seeking something from him. Mm -hmm. And I think just the the idea is is this is to be um, to be you know to be bold and ask God. For the things that you need. Right. I think that's the whole point of this. Right. Yeah, and, and we see their persistence in verse 8. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I kind of, you know, I kind of see this flipping around and being, you know, now talking about us. Because we know that the Lord's going to provide. We know that the Lord... Uh, if we are his friend yeah. in the way that we are obedient to him and we are in his good graces, he's going to listen to our prayer and uh, he is going to provide according to his will, yeah. not not the things that necessarily we want. But, you know, it is this statement in, in verse 8, talking about because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So the guy is knocking on the door asking his friend for loaves. <clears throat> and he's persistent about it, and so the man just kind of gives it to him to make him be quiet. Yeah, you know, and and that's <clears throat> that's not the that's not what we should be like. That's yeah. not what the Lord is going to be like towards us. So the Lord, I, I've often said this, you know, we as Christians always always think that we are friends with the Lord, but the Lord asks things of us. The Lord asks for our obedience. He asks for us to study and to desire Him and, you know, to even to pray and to have that, <clears throat> again, that relationship with Him that that we 
lean on him yes. and that we uh, allow him to provide according to his will in our lives and and he shouldn't need to be persistent about it you know as he said i stand at the door and knock yeah you know uh, thankfully he is persistent <laughs> thankfully he is going to uh continue but we don't want to be those that are like all right whatever i'll okay i'll go to church okay, yeah I'll, I'll read the bible okay i'll pray you know that that's that's not what he's looking for. you know what i i love it when uh one of my kids comes to me and tells me about a problem they're having mm -hmm. and we can talk about it i love that yeah and God loves that when we do that, too. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, he cares for us. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to, to communicate with him. <clears throat> yeah. Same way we want our kids to communicate with us. Yeah. If we consider him a friend, we shouldn't make him beg in effect. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's the, one of the things I think we can take out of this. So uh, he, he elaborates on this further here. So I'll read here 9 through 13. He says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? Yuck. If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And um, certainly when we do talk about prayer, um, prayer has to be our our requests have to be aligned with God's will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. If we hope to have God answer our prayers, they have to be aligned with his will. Right. So you're not praying for a million dollars. No. I mean, I'll <laughs> pray for 900,000 900, <laughs> before yeah. I stop. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we don't pray for those sorts of things. Right. And that's the thing I think a, a lot of people are missing, and where a lot of people, because they've been lied to, because it's, a, a again, another lie of Satan that that you can get anything that you want. You know, right. all your dreams will come true if you become a Christian. And, I, and sadly, I've known people that, that, uh, that really thought that, and they became disheartened very quickly because life still was hard. Right. You know, after after uh, being baptized, they, they expected that their bills would go away and that life would be easier. And, and that's and, just not the case. And, 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 you know, because of sin, we have troubles in our lives. And it is the Lord's will that we that we make it to heaven. And that, that, that pretty much is the whole all in all of, of the Lord's will. And, that, and it's the all in all of the Christian's exactly. uh, goal in life too, you know. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we don't God and keep <laughs> his commandments. I mean, the reason we follow God's will, I mean, first we ought to love God, but I mean mm -hmm. the real reason is because of heaven. Yeah. And it should really be our will too. You know, we yeah. should want those same yeah. things. Yeah. We should want those things. Yeah. But I mean we don't want to go to hell, we want to go to heaven. 
Right. And that's a big, that's a huge motivator. Yeah. To do the right thing. You know, I, I maybe it's along I seventy one here in Ohio. I know I've seen it in southern states, uh, traveling the interstates. There's uh, billboards that'll say "Hell is real." And and that you know you might chuckle at that as you're driving by, but. It's that's true. a true statement, and and that's a statement that people need to hear. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I was trying to think. I think it was a few weeks ago where we talked about. I, I don't know if this was in John eight, but anyways, there 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 there's a something we studied where he talks about somebody who turns back, and the and the end is worse than the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you you think about somebody who um, has turned to God and then turns away from him, you know, you you end up being even more depraved than you were when you started. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's I think, the danger of falling away. Right. Absolutely. Here's another thing in here. Verse 13, he says, If you then be (coughs) evil... What do you think about that? Well, he's talking to mankind. Yes. I have I have my own thought on it. My thought is, in here, is that he's basically contrasting mankind with God. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about, you know, your son asks you for bread. Right. And all these things. And you're going to do right by your son. But then he says, if you being evil... You know, in, in, in comparison with God, we are evil. He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give to the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Yeah. And, you know, and God is, you know, perfect and good and uh, would not lead us into down the wrong path. Yeah, even, you know, mankind being corruptible. Mankind, you know, let's face it, you're either with God or you're not. Right, and if you're not with God, guess what? Therein lies evil. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you're in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's uh, we're glad you're with you or you're with us, and we hope that uh, hope that this has been edifying for you. And again, join us again whenever you have opportunity. Uh, if you've got questions? Please let those be known. Again, this is two beards in a Bible. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.